Wrote this song while crew and Aaron on a hundred mile foot race through the trails in the rain and mud. How about that? podcast. This is Aaron Saft here. Today I'm going to talk about coaching. Um, my experience, you know, what you could look for in a coach, why you should have a coach, all those questions I'm going to dive into and talk about today on the podcast. Uh, I have had uh, the pleasure of coaching a number of athletes over the years. Um, I started myself coaching um, around the year 2000. And it's so funny because um, one of my my former athletes that I coached when he was in high school, uh, back when I, I finished my uh, graduate degree from NC State, um, I, uh, I was coaching just outside of Raleigh, and I had this young man. Uh, he was a, a great 800-meter runner, um, really, really fast turnover. His dad was super speedy. Um, I believe he was probably going to make the Olympic team the year we boycotted um, the, the Olympics. Um, so just a really, <laughs> really awesome, uh, young man. And, uh, I did a, a zoom conference, which I, I talked about, um, about coaching and, uh, he happened to, to listen in and reached out to me afterwards and, and wanted to, uh, 
to, to, you know, uh, seek out some coaching for, for half marathon training, uh, which was awesome. Um, so we reconnected after all these years. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just came full circle. So I was, I was very, very excited about that to be working with him again. Um, so yeah, I started coaching back in, uh, around, um, uh, let's see, uh, did I say 1990, excuse me. Uh, it was around 2000, um, around the year 2000, <laughs> started running in 1990 and started coaching in the year 2000. Um, and that was at the, uh, the high school level. And, uh, and then, you know, I, I coached, um, adults, uh, as I started progressing in my, my coaching career. And, um, you know, about two years ago, I kind of got back into, uh, really coaching adults again and, uh, diving into learning more about coaching and, um, and how to, how to, uh, get the most out of an athlete, what works, what doesn't work, you know, some exercise physiology and learning some of that, um, through, uh, through different, um, courses and, um, accreditations. And, uh, hopefully at some point, um, when maybe things get back to, uh, a little bit more normal for us, um, I'd like to go back to, uh, college for some, some, um, some more education in that realm. Um, but anyhow, um, that's my background. Um, the best certification that I have so far is from the UESCA. Uh, it's a great certification in coaching, very encompassing. Um, Jason Coop endorses it. He's actually helping them with a ultra running, um, certification, uh, coaching certification, which I'm very excited about. I'm going to take that as soon as that's available and, uh, doing some online, um, courses right now for, for coaching and, and learning from some, some other, um, not only coaches, but, um, physical therapists and exercise physiologists again, uh, that have some, some really good knowledge of, of not only, uh, of coaching, but of the body, how it works, biomechanics. So, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm a sponge right now, just trying to absorb as much as I can learn as much as I can figure out what's best for the athletes I coach. I've got, uh, near 50 athletes right now. Um, and, uh, it's, it's, it's a joy. Um, I've got people that are, are really just looking to kind of get back into running and just want to, um, run a 5k, uh, which is, you know, awesome. I love, I love, love, love that type of runner. Uh, and you know, their excitement, their enthusiasm and, and the challenges that come with that, you know, it's, there's a, a lot of challenges when you're, you're coming back to running after a hiatus. Um, so, um, you know, and, I have obviously the other end of the spectrum as well. Um, I coach ultra runners, which, um, you know, you don't find a lot of coaches that are, are going to, you know, coach that broad of a spectrum. Um, I, myself, for those of you that don't know, I have a background, uh, I ran at NC state. So I was a, a cross country and track runner, um, 408 in the mile is my PR. Um, I was a steeplechaser, um, ran eight. 54 was my best steeple and, um, you know, cross country, 8k, uh, I was a 2330 8k runner, uh, ran the marathon post-collegiately. My PR is, uh, 227.36, I believe at the Richmond marathon. Um, and I've run up to hundred miles, um, in sub 20 hours. I ran 19 something or other at the Chattanooga 100. Um, so, I've got a variety of experience and that's something we're kind of, kind of touch on, um, 
you know, I, as I've run everything in between as well, half marathon, I've run 108. So, um, I don't say all that to brag. I just say it to let you know that I have experience in running, um, at all ends of the spectrum. I was a 1435 5k runner. Um, so it's, um, I have experience with, with every distance. So I, I know how to train for those distances. I've learned, through a bunch of different coaches. That's the other part of this. I've been running for 30 years. So I've had a number of coaches and seen a variety of different uh, training methodologies, um, read numerous other coaches, um, philosophies and, and training. And if I were to say I had a, you know, I was on a run the other day and a friend asked me like, what would my philosophy on coaching be? And that's a, that's a great question. Um, and mine is that running should be a joy. You should find joy in running uh, and training along that, you know, uh, just to, that journey should be, that should be, you know, 90% of, of your running is just that finding that joy in that, um, and having a great time along the way to your goal. Uh, and that training isn't a cookie cutter plan. I can't say that I can follow one, uh, methodology. I, I can say that I, implement numerous methodologies from various coaches that I've learned from, um, and taken pieces from each, but I can't say there's a a certain way I want to train somebody. Like for instance, you know, I take stuff from Jack Daniels and I take stuff from, um, uh, Matt Fitzgerald. We were talking about this, uh, with another one of my athletes the other day. Uh, you know, I'll pull things from, um, uh, Joe V Hill, um, uh, Paul, uh, uh, Fitzinger. Um, uh, so, I mean, just, you know, like I said, millions of, of different ways to, uh, to train athletes out there. Um, Pete Fitzinger, excuse me. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, there's infinite ways to train people. Um, and it's finding what works for the athlete. I think that's what the, you know, the, the goal should be is finding what works for the athlete and making sure that they're getting what they want out of their training and racing, uh, listening to the athlete and making sure that I learn from them what hasn't worked in the past. So I don't replicate that same mistake. Uh, and then it may take a while for me to get to know the athlete. It's very difficult for, uh, you know, for a coach to take on an athlete who is specifically training for one race Uh, and, you know, gives that coach four months with them and, you know, does the race and that's, that's it. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's a process, uh, with, with each other to learn from each other, to learn about each other, to make sure that what we're doing is working. Um, you know, you, you hope you get it right off the bat, but we may have to make some changes. And as you get to learn the athlete, it's easier to train that athlete and see how they respond to various stimulus. So, um, you know, you have to be, to be open to that. Um, and if you have something that works, that's, you know, that's great as well. Um, you know, not everyone needs a coach and we'll talk about that as well. Um, but you know, based on my philosophy, it's basically, you should have fun running and I'm not going to provide a, a cookie cutter plan for you. Um, you know, you're not going to be the same as, as even somebody that's training for the same event. We may use some of the same principles, uh, but, you know, there are variations that we will include for you that will be, well, I will include variations for you that will be different from other runners because you're not all the same. You don't react the same to um, the same mileage, the same workouts, uh, you know, the same type of uh, 
of, of cross training. You know, some people use cross training more than others, and some people use strength training in different ways than others. So uh, we have to find what works for you and make it all work together. And that's that's kind of my job as as my as a coach. So why does someone look for a coach? Well, um, there are obviously a number of reasons why you might look for a coach and, and seek help from someone else. It may be for accountability to have somebody looking over your shoulder and making sure that you're, you're doing your training and getting your training in for your event. It may be that you want to get faster. Um, you know, um, everybody wants to, you know, uh, at least meet cutoffs and ultras. So, a coach can help you achieve that, make you fast enough to, to get through the cutoffs. So, um, you know, there's, there's a, a, you know, a billion different reasons. Um, you know, uh, sometimes people look to coaches, um, to help them stay healthy. Um, and like I caution, uh, people, um, that are, that are seeking them. If it's because they are doing too much and they need to have the reins pulled back, that's one thing. But if you're constantly injured, you know, it, it, it may take more someone that's more medically qualified, um, to, to help with that sort of, um, you know, injury prevention. It may be seeking the help of, uh, uh, of a physical therapist, you know, to help, uh, remedy why, you know, what is the repetitive, um, nature of the injury that's that's causing it um now when i start with an athlete um i'd like to start with a you know a video analysis of of the runner's gait and see um you know their um their their gait and their and how they're running so that i can you know see if there's anything i see off the bat that maybe we can make work on some efficiencies um also like to see some functional movements um and, and kind of do a functional movement screening so that I can see if there's anywhere where we have immobility or a lack of strength, you know, things that we can work on there. And those things aren't to say that I can fix those or, you know, a coach can fix those. Again, sometimes we have to rely on a physical therapist to say, well, you know, it's this muscle that's not firing and we need to do these type of exercises to remedy that. But if there's something blatantly obvious that's going on, you know, we can certainly try to work on it together. And if we can't manage it, then, you know, we can refer it out to, uh, to a specialist. So it's good to have, um, a team as a coach. Uh, that's, that may be something you look into and, you know, and say, you know, do you have people you can refer me to? Um, and if they're out of the area, then, you know, it may be, uh, that we have to, you know, seek, um, you know, a professional in that area or find a, a good reference to somebody in that area. Uh, cause not all of my athletes live, you know, in the, in the general vicinity of, of where I live. So, um, you know, um, my, my team, I have, you know, I have a, a good physical therapist on my team in, uh, Miriam, Miriam, uh, was on the podcast and, um, we have, uh, a nutritionist who's also been on the podcast. Um, so I try to build those as reference points for the athletes so that they do have a specific question that's beyond my knowledge, then I can refer them to someone who can answer that question. I think that's something a lot of coaches don't do is they try to answer questions they are not qualified to answer. Um, so we have to know our boundaries, uh, especially when it comes to, to injuries. Um, as a coach, you know, when something happens, we're not supposed to go beyond recommending ice it. That's the only thing as a coach we are really qualified to, to do. 
Um, unless of course that coach is, um, you know, a medical professional, a physical therapist, be it whatever it may be. Um, so it depends on what you're looking for. Um, and that's all part of the coaching is that, you know, look for a coach specific to your needs. Are you looking for someone that can help you with nutritional habits? Um, excuse me, nutritional habits. So, you know, there are, uh, coaches that have that qualification and can help you with that and guide you through that. Um, so, you know, there are limitations to certain coaches. Um, mine is I'm, I'm a running coach. Like, you know, beyond that, I have to refer out, um, when, when people start asking me certain questions, I have to say, I'm not qualified for that. You know, I, I, I'm, I, you know, I know what I do, but that's not necessarily what's going to work for you. So I need you to, you know, to seek, you know, other, other avenues to figure that out. Um, so, um, what should somebody look for in a coach? Well, it depends on what you like. Um, I like communication. So, um, myself personally, um, and you know, with my coach, I like the, the feedback, uh, daily feedback is great. Um, I prefer that. And, you know, someone kind of looking at my training and adjusting as necessary, uh, you know, that's, that's something I believe in, in my coaching as well is, uh, you know, that we're looking at what's going on and that if there, if something pops up in life, we need that ability to adapt and change, um, you know, during the week. Um, or if things aren't going accordingly, then we need to kind of switch gears and make sure that we're, we're getting the, the runner on the right track. Um, so, um, but you know, that's communication is key to me. I would say that's one of the biggest things that I want, uh, in a coach is the, the ability for them to communicate. Um, you know, another thing is, uh, looking at data and providing the feedback on that data and basing the trade training off that data. Um, you know, some, some coaches kind of hand you a plan. Um, and, and that works for some people. Um, you know, they, they're, uh, they're, they're not as concerned with the data. Um, but if you are, then, you know, then you need to find a better match for you. Um, what else can we look at? Um, looking for in a coach. Um, well, I would say, you know, just ask questions, uh, about what you're looking for, you know, ask, ask them, um, do you feel this is something that, you can do or is this something you feel capable of um you know like like myself as i said you know i've i've got a varying degree of races that i've done i've done road races i've done cross country races i've done track races i've done mountain races i've done trail races so you know if somebody was like you know do you feel comfortable coaching me in a mountain race yes yes i would say yes i would um, but if they came to me and be like do you feel comfortable in coaching me for obstacle course racing? I mean, I have one athlete that, that does from time to time. And, you know, we kind of, um, we, we made really good work, um, of what little knowledge I have of obstacle course racing. I would not say that's one of my strengths. He was comfortable with the training I was providing and, and how his results were, were coming out, but that that's definitely not one of my strengths. So, um, when you go to a coach, if you're training for something specific, um, you know, ask them, is, is, do you feel comfortable with this? Do you have experience coaching these type of people? Do you have personal experience so that, you know, you can ask questions? Um, so, you know, it's, it, those are all really important things when, when you're looking for, for a coach. Um, and, um, 
what happens if you're not getting the results that you're looking for? Well, if you are communicating and the coach isn't changing or doing what you're asking, in other words, if, um, if the coach isn't holding himself or herself accountable, um, then you need to say, listen, like, you know, I, I, I'm not getting what I want out of this. You know, I, I, I really expected to be able to do X, Y, and Z. Now, again, those, you know, those have to be realistic. You have to be realistic with your goals. Um, you know, if, if you're, uh, let's say you're a, you know, a 430 marathoner and, uh, you want to run 330. I mean, is there anything that points to, or indicates that you should be able to run 330? Um, if not, then, you know, you have to be realistic with that. And the coach also has to be realistic in his communication with your expectations, whether they're realistic or not. So, um, you know, first we have to establish that up front. If that hasn't been established up front, then, you know, that's, you know, that's another story. That's, that's really should be one of the first conversations you have is, you know, here's my goals. Here's what I expect. Do you think this is feasible? And, you know, if that is established, and, you know, both parties are in agreement that it's fulfillable and you're not getting those results, then it needs to be uh, reanalyzed. You know, what what transpired, you know, over the course of the training that potentially led to that failure in the results? You know, it, it could have been that life happened. <laughs> Corona happened, right? Um, you know, but if it's a normal circumstance where you put in the training and just did not get the results, then, you know, you need to communicate that to the coach and say, listen, I, I feel kind of disappointed in my results. Um, you know, I, I think, and training, I upheld my end of the bargain, but you know, I, I didn't, I didn't get the, the end result that I expected. Now at that point, it's up to you and the coach to decide whether you want to further that relationship or end it. Um, I, you know, I've, I've had, like I said, I've had so many coaches over, over my running career that, um, for one reason or another, we've, you know, we've dissolved the relationship. Some just did not listen to my, you know, myself when I was giving feedback, uh, they just kept loading and loading and loading the schedule. And I was just like, I'm tired. I, you know, I'm, I'm fatigued. I can't, I can't handle this load. I need it to come down. And, you know, even if we changed it, it still felt like things just weren't there. So, you know, um, that, at that point, you know, I, 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 you know, I said, I think it's best if, if we just, you know, ended this, this relationship. So, um, some coaches have contracts, uh, that you sign when you, you know, you sign on to, uh, to work with them. I, you know, definitely encourage you to just read through those carefully and make sure you understand what is being expected of you, um, and what that contract states. Um, some coaches can put in there that you will be with them for, you know, X amount of time. Um, you know, I, I don't have a contract with my runners. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm of the opinion if things aren't working and you don't feel like you're getting what you need out of the training, I don't want you to be stuck in something. So, um, make sure you understand what you're signing when you sign on with a coach. Um, so, um, be careful with that. Um, if you are planning on having a coach, a good thing to do is just to make sure that, um, whatever you're training for, especially if it's a new distance, um, for instance, if you are looking to move up into the ultra world, um, that you have just medical, um, uh, approval. So, you know, seek your, your primary care physician and ask them, is it, you know, is it okay if I train for this? Am I, am I physically 
capable of training for this? Is there anything that, you know, my coach should know about, um, that, you know, that's going on that potentially could be harmful to me, uh, in either the training or in the, uh, the actual race itself. Uh, these are all things you should bring to the table as well. Don't ever hide anything from your coach, especially injuries. Um, that's never something that you want to hide from a coach. If something is, you know, it's, uh, nagging you, if you feel something and it's, it's inhibiting you from either running properly. So it's, it's hampering your, your stride or your form. Um, or it's, it's preventing you from finishing a run or a workout, you know, please let them know. Don't try to hide that from them. Don't just tell them, yeah, I got it done. I'm, I'm good. Um, you know, let's make sure that you either take some time off or go see somebody to make sure that you're okay and that there is, uh, you know, a protocol to follow to helpfully resolve the situation. Um, and then, you know, if you, if you decide to go with a coach, you don't always need a coach forever. Um, you know, that, that it depends on, um, on, you know, your goals. Again, you know, it's hard to just give that coach four months time, uh, and expect something to happen. You know, I mean, it's, that happens, you can do it for sure. Um, but you know, it's good to have a slightly longer, um, you know, long-term, you know, expectations or, um, a long-term, um, uh, session with with a coach uh, so that you can build that relationship you can build your training um, you get used to the training uh, you know to make those adaptations so quickly unless you are already coming off of um, you know a training program which you know you had success uh, let's say at like um, 10k half marathon or marathon let's say you had that success there um, and just want to shave off just a little bit of time to maybe make like a Boston qualifier or, or something in that regard. In those cases, yeah, you can hire a coach for, for shaving off the, that little bit of time. But, you know, the, you know, the reality is that you can, you can stick with them like longer term, but you don't always need a coach at some point, you know, you may say, I'm good. Uh, you know, I, I, I've gone through, you know, what I want to do. I kind of just want to enjoy running for a while. You can take a break, come back to coaching. Um, and, and like I said before, not everybody needs a coach or wants a coach. You may be perfectly fine training the way you are. And, you know, that's, that's totally, totally fine as well. I've, you know, I've had times where I just said, listen, I need to step away. I feel like I'm just putting too much thought and, and time into, uh, my training and devoting it into this training plan. And I just feel fried. And, you know, at that point, it's good to step away. You know, I, I may take like a little break and just kind of just do some running and enjoy running for a little while. And then, you know, say, hey, listen, I'm ready to get back into it and uh, and jump back on board. Um, maybe with the same coach, maybe with a different coach, just depending on what you want. Uh, you know, I, I've, I always try to have conversations with uh, with my athletes and make sure that, you know, mentally that they're they're staying in it and happy and fresh. Um, you know, when, uh, we get to an end of a training cycle, I want to make sure that they have time to unload, um, decompress, you know, they can, uh, go through how the, the end of the season went for them, uh, you know, analyze how the season went, what they liked, what they didn't like, you know, we can have a conversation about that kind of thing. And then, um, I let them take, you know, a little break there. They can just do a little bit of running cross training, and then, you know, we'll pick back up and, and kind of get back on to the next goal. But I want them ready. You know, I want them mentally and physically fresh and ready to go. Um, so 
um, you know, we're kind of at that point right now. Um, you know, I'm, I'm recording this on uh, June 3rd, and this this will launch on June 4th. And uh, you know, this weekend, I'm I'm kind of hosting a, a small event for for my runners, um, just a timed event right from my house. We're just doing loops from my house, um, just to uh, you know, let them kind of have an, an end of season, if you will. Because obviously most of our races have been canceled or postponed, so um, you know those athletes are, are coming over, and, and we're having a six, twelve, and twenty-four hour event here, uh, and uh, just allowing them to kind of finish out the season, and then you know we're going to hit a reset button for a lot of them. Some of them will continue and have a, just a few more, um, you know, end of season things, uh, and uh, you know we, we've had some some really awesome things going on lately, um, and. You know, coaching doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, you have to have a goal race in mind. Um, one of my athletes just PR'd at the marathon, uh, and, and we're, we're trying to get, uh, him down even, even further. You know, this was, uh, somebody that was at the initially training for the hellbender 100 and now is, you know, has a, a different focus, which is awesome. And we're trying to get that marathon time down. So, you know, goals change and it doesn't necessarily need a race to do so. Um, I have another runner that's, you know, going to run, um, her marathon. Just, we're just doing a, you know, kind of a, uh, uh, one on the roads just, you know, near her house and, uh, and, and letting her do it, you know, and, and get out there and still have her event, have support from her family and friends, not make it huge, but, you know, just give her the, the resources we can to hopefully help her succeed and, and reach that goal. Um, one of my gentlemen I just posted on Facebook uh, just completed Pitchell, the run from Mount Pisgah to, to Mount Mitchell, which is you know around uh, 100k and about 16,000 feet of climbing. Um, you know he's, he had the goal of running sub 24, and he just did it. Um, and I have two athletes that started today the the um, Appalachian Trail section of the Smokies, which uh, is known as Scar, roughly you know somewhere between 70 and 75 miles. Uh, one's going in for an FKT on it. It's like I said, you know, it, these are, these are things that we just started coming up with. Um, I have another athlete that came up with, uh, a loop around Asheville. That's going to be 50 K, but inco- incorporates, uh, North West, South and East, uh, Asheville and just a huge loop. So, I mean, just really cool things that people are coming up with, you know, not necessarily FKT is just goals that they want to do and train for. Um, so these are the things we're doing right now. Um, so, you know, even though races aren't happening, these guys are still training and, and doing things. And like I said, going after, uh, you know, times for themselves, um, I'm helping in whatever way I can, you know, if I can get out there, um, I went out and, and saw my friend, uh, that was doing pitchel yesterday. Um, you know, if, if I can help out with, uh, uh, the young ladies marathon, I'll be there for her. Um, you know, I'm, I'm there to, to pace and crew and help in whatever way I can as well. So, you know, that's, that's me as a coach. Um, I'm, I'm involved at that capacity. I'll, you know, I want to be there for my athletes and be engaged, be involved. Um, you know, I've, I've had a lot of phone calls, uh, with each of them talking about how they're doing right now, what they're thinking, um, you know, and, and having backup plans because, you know, obviously we still have fall races that are on the schedule. Uh, we don't know whether they're going to happen or not. So we have fallbacks myself personally. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure the 50 K, uh, uh, trail championships in New Hampshire, uh, we got an email and it's most likely going to not happen. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to run the art lobe and try to get an FKT on the art lobe, uh, which is, uh, roughly 50 K and about eight to 9,000 feet of gain. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm declaring that right now. <laughs> so, um, 
we're just doing stuff like that, you know, stuff that we want to do. And, um, so having a coach doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have, um, a, a race goal. It can be just, you want to attempt a new distance. It can be that you just want to get back in shape, uh, and have that structure to get back to running and training. So don't feel like a coach is just there as, um, as someone to get you to a goal race. Um, you know, a coach is there and should be there to kind of, you know, help guide you, you know, provide ideas, support those ideas, um, and, you know, make running enjoyable and, and get you into the shape that you want to be in. Um, whether that be, like I said, just to, to be able to, to go out and enjoy running daily or, you know, to be able to go out and run whatever distance you want to run. And, you know, so it's, uh, it's a good time right now, um, to kind of reach out and, uh, and learn about, you know, each other, uh, what your goals are. Uh, if, if we're a correct fit, I'm not always a correct fit. I'll, you know, I'm honest. Like I, if you're looking for something specific, like I talked about earlier, I have my hangups, you know, I, I have, uh, areas where I'm not as strong and I know that, and I will communicate that. Um, uh, if you're looking for something specific, I, you know, I'll say, listen, I'm, I'm probably not the right person for that. If I can help you find something, I just had a friend that was, you know, looking for something very specific in a coach. And I said, let's, you know, let's look together, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's figure out what's, what's going to be best for you. So, I mean, you know, personal friend, I, I, I'd I'd love to love to coach him, but at the same time, I know I'm, I'm probably not the best fit for what he's looking for. So, um, you know, um, be open, be, you know, look around, um, you know, if, if you haven't considered it in the past, it's something just worth a conversation. Uh, and you know, it may be just a simple email, just kind of reach out to me. You're welcome to reach out to me in, in any way. Um, my email is running pains, R U N N I N G P A I N S at gmail.com. Well, and we can, uh, we can see what, uh, what, what it looks like for you. And if it's right for you, uh, we'll follow it up with a, a phone conversation so that we can ask questions of each other, um, and just kind of figure out what you're looking for. So, um, the, uh, uh, I had, uh, a, a few other questions that I, I answered on the, the zoom conference and, uh, just wanted to kind of touch base on those. Um, so, um, you know, there's, there's, uh, one of the questions was, uh, what's, what's typical bad habits that, that I help iron out. And I mean, if you, if you listen to podcast or if you read any of the, the running publications, um, of late, the biggest thing is recovery. And, um, you know, are we, are we doing our recovery properly? Okay. So, um, these are things that, you know, I, I, I look a little deeper on, I ask, um, all my athletes to talk about, you know, each day record and and I use training peaks as my platform, um, you know, record in there, how much sleep you got the, you know, the night before what your resting pulse rate was when you woke up. Um, I want to make sure that you're recovering and, um, you know, I, I, I make my athletes take their rest days seriously. Um, yeah, so we have, we have days where you know, we may take a complete day off. We have other days where we may do some miles, but they're at a really easy pace. And, you know, I'll, I'll say like, listen, you know, that looked like it was a little bit harder than what it should have been. And, uh, you know, let's make sure that those days are what they should be. And so th- yeah, that's, that's one of the, the major things that I see is, is making sure that runners recover. Cause I think we're, we can be, um, uh, thinking that we're, 
we're using our recovery days as we should, but the reality is sometimes we're still going too hard. So um, that's the number one thing that I always try to iron out of, of my athletes is, you know, as a bad habit. Um, and then, um, you know, uh, we talk about um, practicing um, fluid intake and nutrition. You know, we talked about nutrition, um, and, you know, back, uh, oh gosh, um, I'm sorry, I forget what, what episode we had it back in, but, um, you know, we, we talk about nutrition and, and practicing nutrition on the run, especially now as it heats up, um, focusing on hydration, making sure that you're drinking. Um, you know, uh, we don't, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a coach that's going to tell you what to eat on a daily basis. Um, again, that's beyond my, my scope and, um, beyond my certification. So, um, I'm, I'm more saying like when you go out to run, making sure that you get, you know, 200 calories in per hour, you know, we're, we're looking at, um, how many, uh, um, how many grams of carbohydrates you're getting. Um, and then, uh, you know, what you're, what you're drinking, how much you're drinking, just so we make sure that we have success for you, um, as it heats up here in the summer. Um, and as you, uh, as you train for whatever it may be. So, um, then, um, what, book reflects, um, my mindset as a coach. Um, I thought that was a really good question. Um, and I can't really say, um, you know, that there's, there's one book that kind of nailed my philosophy. Uh, as I said, I've read so many books and, uh, you know, I, I just, I don't think there's one that kind of, I can say, yes, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Um, and how I want to train my athletes. Um, I guess I would have to write my own book <laughs> um, and talk about um, what I believe. Um, you know, because I'm I really enjoy, enjoyed uh, David Roche's book, The Happy Runner. Um, I thought he had some some great principles in there, and and I love the fact that he wants to make sure that every runner is enjoying it and knows that you know they're they're happy. David's my coach, um, and. Uh, uh, you know, so I, I think that was a great book, but like I said, I pull so many ideas from so many of the other books. I'm, I'm looking up at my bookshelf right now, and I mean, you know, I, I have uh, <laughs> I have too many books. Lore of Running by Tim Noakes, um, the Daniels Running Formula, Jack Daniels, um, Training for the Uphill Athlete, um, the Science of Running by Steve Magnus, um, Training Essentials for Ultra Running by Jason Coop. I mean, there's there's a ton up there. I mean, I'm running. Uh, I'm reading a book right now by, um, um, uh, I think it's, uh, um, yeah, Peter Coe and David Martin, uh, training for distance runners. Uh, that's who trained, uh, Sebastian Coe, uh, one of the best 800 meter runners of, uh, of, uh, maybe even ever. Um, but, um, yeah, just, I have, I have so many books. I have Lydiard up there, Arthur Lydiard. I mean, you know, there, there's so many different, um, different, you know, books and, and ideas out there. Um, uh, but I, I love the, just kind of pulling, you know, uh, principles from each of them. So, um, very cool. And then I guess the, the other thing is, you know, why would a coach have a coach that, that seems kind of, uh, kind of counterintuitive, but, um, I like having someone else looking over mine. I tend to be a little bit blindsided and I tend to run too many miles just because I just love running that much that I'll go out there and, you know, I'll start running 120 mile weeks and, and, you know, all of a sudden I'll be like, wow, I'm really tired. I'm really fatigued. 
And I just, I don't pull myself back just because I enjoy running that much. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll look back and I'll be like, wow, I did, you know, 50K four weekends in a row. I just, you know, I, I get carried away. So it's good to have somebody else holding me accountable. Um, so yes, I have a coach. Um, and, uh, <laughs> um, it's, you know, it's, I, I, I've been, like I said, I've been bounced off of so many different coaches. Um, David has been a good fit for me. Um, he's kind of, uh, you know, we, we had a great conversation. I, I liked his philosophy. Uh, we've been working well together. Uh, so, I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of, uh, again, going back to what we're looking for in, in a coach. Uh, so, um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's really, um, you know, it's, it, I can understand it's, it's tough right now to, to even talk about, uh, coaching. Cause you know, you know, again, a lot of our, our races are kind of up in the air, but, um, yeah, hopefully this gives you kind of a perspective as to maybe even thinking about a coach, whether it be, you know, in the future or even, you know, starting to think about having a coach one day soon. Uh, again, it, it may not be me. Uh, and that, that's, you know, that's okay too. Um, I just want to make sure that people understand the, you know, the idea and principle and, and what you should be looking for in a coach and, uh, what a coaches can offer. So, um, we're, uh, we're going to keep this one a little bit shorter this week. Um, you know, I want to just take a moment here and, and, and say, you know, my heart goes out, um, to, to everything going on in the world right now. Um, the, the protests, um, you know, that, um, that the, the solidarity that, you know, we stand united. Um, I also, you know, I want to take a moment and, and just, uh, give my, my grief to the, uh, to those that have passed, uh, due to COVID. Um, so I'm just going to take a moment here of silence and just show my respect for those. Yes, it's, it's a, it's, it's a tough world right now. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad to, uh, to be able to, to start to, to see my friends and and my family, you know, um, cautiously, obviously, but, uh, you know, as human beings, we need each other and, uh, I'm glad I have you all. Um, you know, and if you need me, just reach out. Uh, I appreciate your time. Appreciate your ears. And uh, my love to all, and I'll look forward to talking to you next time.